Welcome to Spirit Talk Radio. My name is Angel and I am your host. I would like to extend to you this invitation to join me today on a journey of exploration, discovery, and clarity with one of the many guests from the community who is committed to helping us all on our journey of spiritual transformation. Enjoy the show and be prepared to ask questions if you have them. Looking forward to seeing you today, tomorrow, and thereafter. Enjoy. Hello and welcome. It's Beer Talk Radio. Angel here. It's so good to have you guys here. I'm always excited to do this show because I get so many different guests. I'm very excited to have my guest today, someone I've known for a long time that has gone from client to friend to, to spiritual journey walker with me. And she is Denai. Denai, I see you there. Lovely to see you. Good morning. How are you today? I am fine. Thank you. Yes. Introduce yourself to the peeps and tell us a little bit about you. Okay. My name is Denai. Uh, I was surprised to find out that I was uh, elderly. My doctor called me that and I immediately said, ooh. And uh, I, I have what my doctor says is several hobbies. And uh, I, I don't, I guess I should consider them as hobbies. Uh, but one of them, I went on and got a business license and set up accounting and everything. Um, and that was making earrings, uh, weaving them. I made some with, with wire wrapping. But uh, I, I need to go back to that because I, I think I'm finished with weaving. Um, most of that is a physical problem. And, and then I have to get back out with people because COVID just sent me inside my, my snail shell, which is my house. Uh, one of my other hobbies, uh, as they're called, I've been keeping up with the Ukraine war. And now that sounds like my doctor said she needs to be involved in something academic, something intellectual. But what I didn't have time to tell her was that my way of following the war is is so intense that uh, I would say that it's intellectual. I spot airplanes, I geolocate. I When I spot airplanes, I find out about uh, the world and and its meetings that go on, uh, that happen. And I can search those because of the airplanes I've spotted. Um, I've done some ship spotting. I mean, this this doesn't sound really interesting to probably 99% of people, but... uh, but I, I do that on, well, it's, it's been a little less lately. I've, Here, here's uh, the thing that I, I don't, I don't mean to stop you, but I want to, I want to, um, I want to speak to what you said about not sounding interesting. And I want to uh, bring something up so, so that you can really uh, let people see. I like to say that you, your story is like a story of survival. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are following, following the Ukraine war. Mm-hmm. And in my engagements with you, it wasn't you're following it like the rest of us were. Ooh, we're reading the articles and ooh, we're watching the television and ooh, maybe we might get on YouTube and watch, you know, some stuff. You actually almost participated in it in solidarity, which is why you started, you know, looking at the planes. And it's like there's a part of you that wants to experience when you do something. Is that a fair statement? That's a fair statement. Uh, and it kind of grieves me that I can't actively get in there other than making 
big donations to the army and, and children and animals. So, uh, so talk to me about that though. I'm very fascinated by it. We talked about this once some, some time ago um, at the, when the, the, the onset of the war. So what you do is you look for, how do you find out? Let's just start with that. You, these planes, how do you find out about them? And then what, who, what kinds of planes are they and why are, why are you following? What, what is the, the purpose of that? Planes, I follow that through uh, primarily through an app called Flight Radar 24. And I also uh, link up with a couple of satellite systems and also uh, geolocating, but that's another story. Uh, the planes, it all started when I saw a 74, a Lufthansa uh, 767 or 777 land in some outpost in California. And, and I said, well, that's not normal. And, uh, but then I kind of thought, well, maybe it's near a military base. So yes, it was. And, uh, then the Lufthansa airline uh, took off and did not stop at SFO, which is where it was scheduled to stop, but kept going on to Washington, uh, the state of Washington. Oh, and uh, anyway, uh, it, that caused me to look up what sort of agreements there were in terms of the troops and Ukraine. And uh, it, it was very exhilarating um, finding out the California National Guard has a, uh, an agreement with Ukraine uh, for military training. They're sort of sister organizations. Um, then I started spotting airplanes I started I started spotting airplanes and I'd I'd spot Putin's airplane. You know, Putin's airplane. How do you know? Well, I, I know by the, the call number and so, I know the call sign. So deny, hold on a second. You're you're describing for me this really interesting setup, but it almost sounds like NASA. So you've got like um flight radar 24 and you have access to these satellite dishes and you can just identify the planes. Oh my God, does everybody have access to this information? Is this something anybody can tap into? Anybody with interest in the situation wow. would tap into it. Yes. And, and so on this, on this app or in this process, you could like follow the, the leader of the world and what they're doing with their planes. And, and the men in black haven't shown up to your house to try to figure out what you're doing. Uh, no, no. Um, there's actually quite a few uh, people in the world that, that do spot planes. I, I mean, Elon Musk's plane was spot. I know. I heard about that. He got really upset about it too, didn't he? No. <laughs> and, and suing the kid who did it is, well, that's his MO. But, uh, but for instance, with Putin, I, I also listen to ATC, which is, I listen to the tower and the ground, uh, ground control of various airports. So when I get bored, I tune into Moscow and and listen to the planes coming in there. And and very often uh, there'll be some messages coming through that it's a restricted military space. And, um, and I also go looking around the, uh, it's, it's Apple, it, it's an Apple uh, picture that was made in May of 22. But I, I look around the countries and I, I once spotted a, 
um, a Russian jet hiding behind some bushes. And, and, and that was very exciting. And uh, I found some of the old, or some of the, the uh, ships, which uh, Russia no longer uses, but they talk about them all the time. I get on other sites and talk about this. And uh, I have to say though, it's, it's not anything that I write papers about or, or share. I decided to spot the first grain ship that left Ukraine. And that was a big event. And a journalist from Cairo contacted me. And uh, I, I pretty knew, pretty much knew what was going on. It was, um, it, it, it was a, a very low situation where, um, Every, everybody on this grain ship was um, Syrian. And I said, oh no, this, this does not look good. So I was able to track down the ship and I pretty much know the world news a couple days before. That's it crazy. Oh my God. I'm, I'm sitting here listening to you tell these stories and I'm like, sitting on the edge of my seat, like I'm reading a spy novel and, and you are, how did you introduce yourself to, to the audience when you started um, that your, your doctor put a title on you and called you elderly. And, um, and you started off with this very humbling, well, I have some hobbies, I make some jewelry. And then, then all of a sudden you, 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 you start talking about this, you know, (laughs) this, this cloak and dagger, fabulous, Thing where you are following these planes and and you know part of part of the audience was like why is she following the planes but one of the reasons was this passion of wanting information um because we don't get how can i put this without getting like hate mail but our our news is filtered right yes our news is filtered in in you know you're gonna get we often are are directed to hear the way they want us to hear. Yes. And, and it feels like you are like, I want to know what's happening. Yes. I I also subscribe to various um journals, emigrate journals, um in in both Russian and English. Uh so I get all sorts of information which people then sometimes people on uh twitter i mean they they think of it as a big conspiracy but i've read the sources and uh from a a fairly good well from a fairly good source and i just i just tell them no um i've got the sources uh, even though the Wagner Group is not going to take over Norway with 80 people in the country, um, the Russians have expressed interest in the very northern spot of Norway. And, and they're building kind of a Trojan horse on one of Norway's hills, which is oh. a memorial. So the Russians... Um, while they are fighting with the Ukraine, what you're what you're discovering is that they're also got their eye on this Nordic space. Are, are you anticipating something in the future, or um, maybe that they will be taking steps in that direction? Is that what you're kind of considering? I'm not really considering it from the viewpoint of Russia's resources and military are so uh they're so broken right now they don't the wagner group of course goes everywhere um but in general the military is broken although uh they've the high priest has mentioned that, well, this is uh, historically 
Russia's land. And they wanted to see the water plant of Kirkenes. Uh, and luckily, Norway refused that. But Oslo and Norway, they, they've been allowing their sister city in Murmansk a lot of uh, leeway and all in the all in the interest of friendliness and and that's what the Norwegians say you know we want to be friendly and I'm saying what do they not know about a Trojan horse I mean, well, well. I, I'm like flabbergasted. I'm, I'm speechless because I'm, I'm thinking about what did this look like maybe five years ago, uh, three years ago, two years ago at Ukraine and Russia kind of looking over there and they've been, you know, talking and, and saying things that what they want to do and they hadn't done it and now they've done it. Right. And so, you know, if there's a, bully i'm trying to be very careful with my language here but if there's a bully in the neighborhood and he's beating up the kid next door and stealing his lunch money and live across the street how long is it going to be before he beats you up and starts stealing your lunch money right right and and that's that's a big problem and that's why uh the eu and nato and america are are involved because uh Putin is arrogant and he doesn't believe in limitations, nor does he see them. Uh, he, he's made a series of threats over television and a series of interviews, which I just keep listing them. And people say, well, you know, he can't do that. He can't do that. But... But it's the fact that he's trying. He's trying to make these deals with Kazakhstan or Armenia uh, to get around the sanctions. Uh, he's, he's persistent. And any sort of loss he has, he takes personally. Um, that's, that's the problem. He doesn't have the resources now to go to go into all these countries that he's he's mentioned that he just wants to invade. Um, all the Baltic states were on his list. Um, somebody called me a conspiracy theorist, but titles again. There go the titles. Yeah, I, I I'm not. I'm I'm not. And uh, it's usually coming out of research and. Um, verifying something in a second or third source. But uh, I don't have a lot of the credentials that of the people I follow. Uh, so my opinion is lessened is because yeah. of, although um, I list myself as a historian and an archivist because I did that, and uh, and and those are good. I, I don't write that I'm a teacher. Oh, I wrote that I'm an arms armchair war correspondent. I like that. No, yeah. but so did I. Um, you said earlier that you you get some journals and ones in English, and some of them are in Russian. Do you speak Russian? I used to speak it. Um, <laughs> Uh, when I was in Georgia, I had to speak it. You but were in Georgia? Tell us about that. Tell us about well, it's it's a matter of being submerged in in a culture where the language is spoken. I, I don't speak Armenian. I don't speak um, the northern dialects. And that was kind of interesting. But it's, it's a matter of being immersed in the language. I understand Russian. I can, if I read very slowly, I can get through an article. Um, very often I just 
send it through a translator, uh, just for expediency. And and that's that's the nice thing because because at one time there were certain languages that I did speak, but I haven't spoken in a while. And uh, so it just sort of leaves me with listening and reading skills. And it's it's frustrating, but. (laughs) I can imagine, but you know, so, you know, I, I'm fascinated because I'm 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 listening to you know uh, the the things that you're saying, and I'm a, as a person that's receiving the information. What is it that you are are passionate about enlightening for people by by reading this information, seeing this information, and then sharing it with with the public? What is it that you you want me to know as a as a citizen? that, well, it's pretty well known that Ukrainians are are putting up one heck of a battle. Um, That's pretty well known. Uh, They're losing a lot more people than is reported, but they're, but Russia, nothing they say can be trusted. Mm. Um, Absolutely nothing. Uh, Russia, Russia brings people from the East so they can be killed in Ukraine, basically cannon, cannon fodder, they call it, but it's true. And wow. I, as a citizen, um, there's a, a lot of cargo being shipped around Europe, and there's drones that are incredible, which are busy looking over everything, and NATO planes, and uh, it's it's very active in Europe with with aircraft, uh, it's incredibly active. Uh, If you know where the cargo planes are going, you know that they're going to a certain airport or, uh, I I got very upset, but that was a personal thing when some of the Turkish airlines were basically given permission to, leave Moscow and go to resorts in Turkey. And they flew right over, right over Poland. And I know that they're cruising at 33,000 feet, but, but there can be cameras. But Turkey can do that because they're part of NATO, but they're not part of the EU. So they walk a very, very thin line. Wow. And so, so th- that's a lot of information that, that um, the public domain has access to this information. It's not like you have some sort of special security access um, and spy drones that nobody knows anything about. You're just tapping into the um, this resources that any of us can have to either conform or deny, confirm or deny whatever thing is going out there. And there's a lot of people out there that are titled conspiracy theorists that are saying some of the same things that you're saying. Yes, I, you know, the biggest conspiracy uh, is, is the whole idea of the former president becoming a uh, speaker of the house. Um, that's the biggest- oh, I haven't heard that one. That, that so so there's a so tell me about that. That's interesting. What is what what's the conspiracy? Um, well, months ago, I I put that out as as worrisome, and then as it got closer to election time and afterward, uh, some of the right wing people and they still are. Steve Bannon still is. 
saying Trump should become Speaker of the House, which would give him access to being third in line. Presidency. Presidency. But it's it's been pretty much considered a hoax or a conspiracy. Um, I, when, right before January 6th, one six happened, which it's an anniversary of, but it's also epiphany in, in the Greek, in the Orthodox world. Um, there was a senator who gave an interview and there was there were articles written about this interview which he did in Iowa but he himself said that well uh Mike Pence might just get lost and that was December 19th so I scoured everything and couldn't find anything I, I until January 2nd and then January 5th when a couple of other agencies picked it up. But what I was really upset about was the fact that this senator who would then become uh, the pro tem and he would make the decision about the election, he already knew that Mike Pence might get lost. And, and I think it was scrubbed in December from all the Iowa newspapers. I was really glad that The Hill picked it up, but not until January, so. So what is your, so, so now, so we're gonna move into um, all this activity around January 6th and our uh, former president, and then all this this controversy and, and, and um, drama around the Speaker of the House. What are you um, finding as you, as you go through in, in terms of what is the deal and what's going on in our government system as the world is watching us? Well, well the world watching us thinks it's crazy right now what the House of Representatives is doing. And it doesn't look strong. So if they're looking for part of Congress to lead and be a strengthening force that that sort of is one of the underpinnings of the United States, um, they're not seeing that right now. And Kevin McCarthy's dream was always to become speaker, but that was a dream of raw power. And what he's done now is he's been taken hostage by 10% of, you know, very extreme, right-wing people, 20 of them, 10%, and he's agreed and agreed to everything. There, there's almost nothing more he can agree to, and yeah. yet they're still not voting for him. I saw that. He, he's giving away a lot of stuff, and um, which at the end of the day, it, it, it's it's having a, a, the counter effect of, of what what the party looks like. And um, it's, 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 it's shameful. It's, it's embarrassing to see all the stuff that's happening. It's not supposed to be about that. It's supposed to be about leadership and, and, and representing the people. Yes. And uh, one of the Congress people, for instance, says, I have a mandate. We have a mandate to do blah, blah, blah. And I'm saying she won by 500 votes. I mean, this is no mandate. But what I would love to see, and I don't see anybody saying this in such a way, 
is I would like to see the sensible conservative Republicans become independents. Yeah. And and then they're not bound by walking with in in time with uh, any other right wing group. Right. Um, that's what I'd like to see. Uh, um, but I don't. Nobody has talked about that. In I have heard that. I have heard that. You know, I I. Um... I have always been a fan of, you know, you have your your liberal Democrats, you have your conservative Republicans, and they come together and they're able to offset each other's offness and yeah. create reasonable um, reasonable decisions around law and, and, and so forth. And now, like, the radical sides of both parties are running the show. And, um, you know, my husband and I, we were different parties, but we're all, you know, it's like, I like to call myself a conservative Democrat and he's like a liberal Republican. So our, we're able to kind of come together. And even he is like, I'm just going to be independent because it's just frustrating. I'm the same because it's like, we're not, we're not speaking to the needs of the people anymore. It's like watching like an old episode of Monty Python. <laughs> Yeah. You know, it's not, it's like, what are you guys, what are you talking about? You know, it's like three days we've gone three or is it three, four, three or four days now trying to get this guy elected to speak for the house and it's not working. So why are we still doing it? He needs to walk away. Yeah. He needs to, and, and that just nullifies all of these bad deals he's had to make. Um, He needs to put his thirst for power aside because that's what it is so i i talked to a lot of people and it all started for me during the pandemic when we were all locked away and all of a sudden i found myself talking to people um and expanding the podcast and i talked to a lot of people that um have been labeled conspiracy theorists and myself sometimes i get labeled as a conspiracy theorist and it's it's not a conspiracy to because you have an opinion about something, but I have to ask you this because I feel safe I can ask you this. Does it tickle you sometimes when people call you conspiracy theorist? Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> uh, it, it, yeah. Um, I don't even say anything really conspiratorial, and I'm not a conspiracy person, theorist, but it's usually that other people are not reading the same things that I read or they don't go far enough. Um, I, I saw the thing with Trump as being possible speaker of the house, you know, months, if not a year ago. It was the worst case scenario that I could think of, but that was labeled a conspiracy and it's not so much of a conspiracy anymore. Uh, Bannon thinks he should be a speaker. What do you think is going to happen? What, what are you, what are your, your spider sense? What, what do you think is going to happen with this whole scenario? Well, Trump won't be Speaker of the House. Um, and, and if he were somehow elected, uh, it's only so he can get out of being prosecuted. But that wouldn't work. He would still be prosecuted. Um, my spidey sense says that it cannot happen, this current vote, uh, that it won't, that, I, but that's kind of a hopeful spidey sense. <laughs> so that's kind of like the way you would like in, in your, and where you're coming from, that's, that's your hopefulness, that's, that's your, if, if this is, 
if, if I had my dithers, this is how it would end that, that this guy um, wouldn't get what he's going after. Well, you never negotiate with hostage takers and no. it, you, it, people should remember that. And uh, the fact that nobody is talking about that in that way is so frustrating for me. Where do you uh, suggest people go, Deny, to get, you know, everybody's talking about, you know, the fake news. And, and I have um, a different feeling about, you know, fake news. Because then for me, I don't feel like it's necessarily fake. I feel it's filtered. Yeah. It's like parents telling news to their children because they don't think they can handle the truth. Right. Right. So hashtag truth, right? What, what kinds of, of suggestions do you have for people to get the truth so that they can really know and they're not watching Fox or CNN or whatever organizations got whatever agenda they have and feeding you information through a filter? The problem is people don't read enough and they don't have, they weren't taught analytical skills. Oh, wow. So good. <laughs> they need to know these things. Uh, they were not taught them in high school, let alone civics or anything else. Uh, so good, though. We used to get taught stuff like this. They've taken all the stuff out. And um, our youth, they're coming out of school completely ill-equipped and unprepared. And so as a result, they are filtering society through those glasses. And, and I look around, I'm like, wow, we must look nuts from the outside sometimes. And the problem, too, is that these people who espouse all these, in my view, crackpot ideas, they truly believe, they believe, and there's absolutely no way ever of, of dealing with or addressing belief. I mean, it's raw belief, despite anything they see or hear, anything. It, it's, they believe Trump is Jesus. They believe this. And as with any churchgoer with their relationship to God, I mean, not every, but they believe this to the exclusion of facts and situation and if then and there's no way of talking to them. I don't try. The, no one can change them. It's it's very deeply rooted. Uh, it's it's belief. I um I just can't say that I believe in something that strongly, strangely enough, that it would blind me to what's really happening and what I see and what I read. Um, I, I don't have belief that surpasses that, although I have strong beliefs in, in, in a uh, higher spirit and things like that, but they don't believe in a higher spirit other than Trump mm. being they, they're not they're not choosing Wow that they're they're choosing Trump as Jesus. Wow. And as a result, um, I, I, I hear you and that was quite profound in, in how he can come in and not so much. It feels like he's losing a little bit of his leverage. 
Uh, yeah. and, but he can come in, he could say, you know, boom, like this. And, and people that follow him will run. And I was totally ex- expecting a complete domination in the election results of the Republicans. Um, as real to everything that we've been through and, you know, the financial systems and everything, I would literally was expecting to wake up the next morning to the red wave. Oh, and it didn't happen. No. Uh-uh. And um, I don't think that they're seeing that the reason why it didn't happen and that the public is like exhausted with all of this rhetoric, right? Yes. Yes. Can yeah. You, do you feel like some, do you feel like some of the stuff that you do, I'm sorry, some of the stuff that you're communicating is, is to help shed light, to give people access to at least, at least look at the information. I'm not telling you how to feel about it, but here, you know what I mean? It, it can't be done. Cannot be done. Uh, the best I can do, um, I, I follow really, really good people on Twitter. I, I've never followed, well, I, I follow historians and generals and um and you you just can't change any of these people it's useless so i don't go there um and i confess what i do do sometimes if i'm in the mood uh ever since musk got into power I now have a a feed, a thread, which I've carefully curated, but now it's just full of wing nuts. So (laughs) I confess, sometimes I play, I feed the trolls and I make sarcastic, ironic comments to what they're saying. and it, it's just fun. It's a relief. It's like when I followed Trump, I just blasted him. And it was really fun to do. But y- you can't you can't change the people. And and I find that a lot of times when I kind of go after them with sarcasm. I, I actually, nothing has ever happened to me. I, I don't get, I don't get millions of maggot people going after me. Um, I've been off the radar, which is very nice. So, um, so that's kind of cool. So you you get to you get to play in the pool, but you're not getting the blunt of the 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 backlash. I guess one could call it. True. It's think that are you concerned? Are you prepared for that may change that may be changing now that you're becoming a little more public with your participation, for example, podcast here? I I don't I don't think it's going to change really. I've um every once in a while on I, I'll give a series I can't help but lecture. I mean it's it's just and usually on Facebook, and it'll be about some uh, gun rights issue. And I'll give a constitution lecture and maybe in three parts. <laughs> and sometimes I'll, I'll just cut and paste and, and then they'll notice that. And I say, well, I'm not gonna write that all over again. But I've, but I've actually had success with all these people in taking what I say and, and not blasting me, but I, I think that they understand what I'm saying, even if they don't change their political views. Um, I, I got involved with the issue of the Constitution and gun rights with um, when the Supreme Court uh, 
said that it wasn't illegal to carry guns. And, uh, and I, I was explaining that. I said, well, they're, they're taking a very originalist uh, stance on that. And the, the simple reason is that if you're allowed to bear arms, uh, how can you bear arms without holding them? They didn't pass any sort of ruling about the fact that I could have like 58 AR-15s or anything. But, uh, but we, didn't, we didn't get into that. So this this perspective of of the lecturing, I, I want to go back because you know we haven't shared the fact that you are an educator, tonight. Yes. And so it's not it's not like you got up one day and 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 read a blog that somebody posted and just started railing against the machine. There's there's a process of understanding how to research, understanding how to put an argument together, and then understanding how to educate people that you actually. Um, have in your in your toolbox yes yes and so are you feeling like this passion to really help people be educated in 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 what's going on like helping people open their eyes I wish I have a passion I mean nobody can escape being told you know, the full view of anything. It's, it's not that it interests people. Uh, so it appears that I'm long-winded. But I have a passion. But at the moment, I really don't have much of an outlet. Um, and that's sort of, that sort of grieves me. Um, that I'm not, I'm not active enough in pursuing communication with a broader audience. Well, why don't you? There's, why don't you? There's no explanation. Uh, <laughs> no explanation. I got I, you. <laughs> I I'm very very reclusive and. Uh, yeah, I'm very reclusive and I've always had a very difficult time promoting myself oh, and understood. something. Understood. You know, you've opened my eyes because I, I have to tell you when, when the story came out about the young man who, um, publicly made Elon Musk's plane travels, um, open and all the, all the noise that came out about that. I was like, I didn't know that you could do that. I had no idea that there was a, a way that you could follow my my uh, my plane and if I had one. So just make it clear, I do not have a private jet. But okay. now um, you're saying that anyone can go to any, any country that it's public. Can people do that? Like can a, a citizen in Russia follow our planes, military and civilian around? Are we, do we participate in this as well? I think technically they could get around whatever rules and laws there are, but if people do, uh, I can get a list of every single plane in Russia or all the military planes and how to spot them and, and what they're known by. What must can do and what the FAA allows is you can have some degree of privacy. You still see the plane, but there's always uh, just a little thing that I see of NA, not, not applied, you know, no information as from where he went to where he's going. But you can sit around and track the plane. It's not invisible. Wow. On the map at all. So if people wanted to um, 
kind of engage with you to hear more about all this stuff and even to kind of in, get involved in the conversation, how would they get in touch with you? Where can they find you? Well, they could find me on Twitter, uh, and I lamb, if they were truly interested, I have never mastered the art of writing a thread, a complete thread. Um, I think I have mastered the art of writing something in 280 characters. Oh, yes. If you're on Twitter, you got that down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a challenge, though, right? That's, that's, a, that's a challenge. Like, it's not words, it's characters, which includes punctuation and spaces. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they could get in contact me that way, but but I haven't used I haven't used uh, different handles for my name. I'm I'm not, you know, I don't go by any other name except my own. So they could probably just search me out if they were truly interested. And I'll make sure that you that that information when we post the um, the episode that they can find it there and, and engage with you because there's probably a lot of people who would be very interested in this. And you know, hashtags are always good. Deny when you when you're talking about hashtag, put a hashtag there. People search out the hashtags and they'll find your uh, content. So always include your uh, hashtag. Okay, okay. Um, this is a long way from talking about escaping from Bali. But... Oh gosh, I know, and that's a whole start. We got like ten minutes left in. Oh. in and uh, time always say time flies when you're having fun. In, yeah, in, I can I, talk. I, I love it. And so there's the story of survival. And whenever I talk to you, I always feel like, wow, you have lived a life. And, and now you're in this chapter of your life. And there is this Balinese chapter in your life, which is really very fascinating. So, you know, I guess what I could do is give you an opportunity to just like, why did you go to Bali? You know, how long, what was the, what was the purpose of going to, to Bali? And this was how many years ago? Uh, this was in 2002. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to go to Rarotonga. And, and I have this uh, timeshare where I, I don't go to the timeshare. I just trade it out and go somewhere else. And, and the person on the other end of the line said, well, you know, you could do three weeks in Bali. And I said, ooh, why would I want to do that? It's practically a German colony. And then I thought about it and said, well, can you scuba dive there? I mean, it's obvious, but he said, oh, yes. So I said, oh, okay, you know, I'll go to Bali. <laughs> and eventually um, incorporated my own scuba diving company. But things were... Things were difficult, but the last six months, my partner walked out of, of the corporation, stole the bank account, uh, stole my contracts, everything. I had to get another partner, which turned out to be his brother. I had to move my whole dive shop and rebuild it one block away. Uh... It, it, you know, I was just hemorrhaging money. But they looked at me as sort of a witch. Ooh. But they also accepted me as almost one of theirs. I, I was very, very dark. And so people kind of thought I was a half breed, half Balinese, half Dutch. <laughs> and so I, I, sort of flowed in the in their culture but when all of this started about uh the fact that the company got split and reincorporated uh it it caused a great amount of tension and there was one woman who wanted my equipment because she had two or three rooms she rented out and 
great. Her father-in-law is my former partner and getting free equipment is better than having none. So I sort of got wind of that. And I told everyone, you know what? We're going to do spring cleaning, put every single bit of equipment in my room because I lived in the dive shop. And that made my former partner just furious. And I, uh, I said, what, you know, we're, we're doing spring cleaning. What, do, what are you talking about? Well, anyway, I hurt their feelings um, basically by not letting them take my equipment. And they, the daughter-in-law sent the army to come to my shop. They sent the regional police, they sent the local police. God. And I never, I never capitulated ever. And they threatened me and they, they even asked like the little governor of the area, you know, they wanted to chase me out of the village with sticks of fire. Wow. And they said, well, you can't do that. So I kept changing the date when I was leaving. And I finally realized that people were tracking me because of my other partner who would tell the village. And so I made my leave taking secret and I had to arrange the dogs and my baggage and sending things to America. So what I did, I had my baggage in a car parked up the hill. My dogs were in containers. And at the end of the day, I just said, oh, goodbye, see you tomorrow. Put my dogs in their travel cases, went back home, had a taxi cab come from the main city of Denpasar to pick me up. And it was just luck that all of the village hoodlums stopped hanging out at my door that one night because they knew I had to go to the regional police to be interrogated. So they were all out getting drunk. So I got out, went, picked up the dogs, picked up my suitcases, stayed a night somewhere far away, and then went on to the airport. The thing that was very lucky was that Bali and Indonesia was not well networked. And if they had been, I would never have escaped. So your life was in danger. Yes. Uh, I was looking at prison time. For what, what was the, what was the crime? I hurt their feelings. The crime is you were mean to me. Yeah. And And so did they get the equipment? No, 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 no. They never got that. What did you do with the equipment? Did you sell it or? I sold it to another uh, diver. So. Wow. That, that's just, oh my gosh. That, it sounds like a, like a, like a suspense movie, like some spy suspense movie and um, how you were able to create all of that is, is just one of the fascinating things to me about this, this journey that you've been on, which is why I always like to talk about it, like a story of survival. That 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 is a wild story where you start off to go, going on vacation <laughs> and, and end up staying there and opening a business, and then it goes sideways in a country. And we see this all the time, right? People go yeah. to we go to these foreign countries and we don't know the laws. All of a sudden, we're in a in a cat mouse game. And yeah. And you, you got out and did ever, do you ever think about going back? Probably not, huh? Yeah, I can't. Can't go back? So I found out the statute of limitations is 18 years. So I've passed. Statute of limitations for what? For criminal code. Okay. uh, Criminal code 311. Well, I'm not going to have you talk about it more because I don't want you to. Okay. Okay. At in public that something 
without, you know, you don't have your attorney with you. <laughs> oh, no, no, that's, that's okay. It's, it's a story. It's, um, but I've, I've since, they've since modified uh, a code where you can't sleep in the same bed with somebody you're traveling with. And they took a lot of the aspects of all these other codes and smooshed them together. And, uh, and I, I read, I mean, all of the sentences have gone up. And when they go up, you're still stuck in Bali because you have to report to, report to the, um, the court. Yeah. And I basically just, uh, Katrina happened and, you know, dear police, I have to leave because my mother was in Katrina. Why am I writing this? Well, you don't understand, but I'll be back in a few months so I can go through my interrogation. And you just never went back? No. So, and they went to the, the U.S. Um, consul, the, the outstation in Bali, looking for me. And they immediately rousted my bungalow. And, uh, you know, so it, it was pretty serious trying to get me. Wow. It's, and I, it's because I didn't pay them off, too. I didn't. That's like a thing too. In a lot of the, a lot of countries, there's the, the expected payoff. Yeah. And that's not a culture that's not, that we know anything about. That's not what we do. Though, if you listen to some people, it is what we do. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. You know, we're going to have to, we're going right. to have to get together again sometime. You have lots of really interesting stories and I'm going to challenge you, man, you need to get your story out there with whether it's through a blog, you know, you're on Twitter, whether you should do this, you know, more often, um, you have some really interesting things. And, and, um, I'm, I give everybody when I come to an end of a program, I like, what would you like to leave the audience with? What message, uh, would you like people to walk away with after listening to what you had to, to speak to today? That, I would like to say that both good and bad things that happen in a person's life, if you transmogrify things to become a story, you objectify it and it becomes a story. It, it's not, you're not really attached to it anymore like when they say, Oh, she has a lot of baggage. It's a story. And it's, that's all it is. And you, everybody on this earth has a story. It's just how much importance or how bored they come, they become uh, telling it all the time. I mean, you know, my mother was so bad to me. Oh my God, I got slapped. And oh my God, oh my God. It, it's, you can treat what happens in your life neutrally. There's a way and it's through stories. I and love one, the, um, the Greek writer, Kazantzakis, he was a big storyteller and he would spend his time in cafes telling stories. And it finally got to the part where his wife basically took him up the hill, locked him in a house, brought food up to the house and said, you have to start writing. And that's how he produced his, his books because he was locked away. He couldn't talk anymore. Wow. And, and I, and what I love about what you're, what you're saying in your message is that, you know, by creating a story, you're, you're taking away this, this episode's power in, in pr imprisoning you in your life, in your life's journey. You're no longer 
sad or 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 subjugated to whatever is going on it's just a story it is it's just a story i love that that was that was perfect thank you so much for being on the show today i had a lot of fun chatting with you and i will um definitely let you know next time we can hear more of your stories i'll be watching you on twitter girl oh well Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic day. Thanks for coming by. Thank you, everybody, for listening and joining us today. You guys have a great day. Bye bye now. Bye bye. Bye bye.